Okay, with Robert Vassy, Pros and Cons is a short film. He's from the UK, played at the uh, Thriller Suspense Film Festival. He's the director, he's the producer. How's it going, Robert? Very good, thank you. How are you? Good. So it's a, it's a sting operation, con artist. Uh, they're, they're in a warehouse and shenanigans take place, I guess, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the aftermath of a con that's kind of gone wrong um, due to one of the, the members of the team betraying them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because it's kind of obviously like a short, a short film. It's uh, yeah, picks up sort of straight in the middle of um, of the of the aftermath, and uh, yeah, basically they 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 know who it is that's um, betrayed them and and kind of hidden hidden the money, and they're basically trying to yeah figure out from him where where he's put it. So from an audience standpoint, we're 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 into the film, and we and we assume because we watched films like this before that there's going to be some twists and turns along the way. I guess right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we sort of wanted to um, come up with a, a story that was obviously kind of played played um, to certain audience expectations, but maybe had a few kind of variations on the the typical twist as well. So, so you do have the betrayal kind of theme going. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we sort of even the setup of it. You know, the idea was initially you know people think it, it could be like a more of a gangster yeah. kind of thriller thing, and then you realize these guys are not. And not heavies at all you know they're 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 grifters they they use their minds not their muscles so so i'm curious like uh, we don't have to give any of the film away but basically as a director how do you, how do you make sure that and i'm sure obviously a lot a lot to do with editing but how do you make sure that you don't you don't tip off too much it's that it's that fine balance you got to tip off a little bit so it makes sense so then it's not crazy but how do you tip like what's that how do you find that fine line yeah, it was a really tricky balance. And I think, you know, myself and the writer, Matt Brothers, you know, we, we spent a lot of time trying to get the script in the best possible place to make sure it also kind of made sense from a, a kind of logical uh, point of view as well. And, you know, we try, try to make sure there weren't any kind of plot holes. But yeah, as you say, it's, um, you know, we wanted to kind of put enough little clues in there that people could potentially um, figure out what, what was happening, but not so many that it would be very obvious. And I think, to be honest, you know, from... Um, uh, a lot of people I know have seen it. You know, I, th I think it's not necessarily apparent what's going on on the first viewing. So, you know, hopefully it gives no, a bit of uh, repeat it's value. Ter it's well. Terrific job, really, really great job. So, you said Matt, Matt Brothers uh, was the was the writer. When did you first uh, read the script? Um, well, it was quite a few years ago now. I mean, we I, I sort of knew him from from before, but it's the first time we've actually worked together. Um, but I mean, I sort of had like the initial idea for. Uh, the sort of the seed of the story um, and then you know kind of paired up with him and yeah we sort of fleshed it out and he yeah he, he wrote the screenplay but um, that was I don't know that was probably five or so years ago now um, so it's quite quite a long long time in the making. So then so, then, so like so he was he like a part of the how did you kind of collaborate with him was he on set with you I'm just curious like was he in the editing room with you I'm just curious or did he just like kind of left you alone and let you make the film? Yeah, no, he was he was pretty involved throughout. Um, yeah, he was on set as well, sort of helping out because it's a you know obviously it's a low budget film, yeah. so we're all, all kind of uh, getting involved. Um, but yeah, no, I I sort of tried to I wanted him to obviously be happy with the film as well, so I, I did um, when the film was sort of taking shape in the edit room and stuff. You mm -hmm. know, I was obviously sending his way to get his thoughts, and um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was quite it was a good it was a good. Um, a good a good partnership i think you know we both both kind of enjoyed working together and you know it's, it's always nice to have somebody else who can bounce ideas 
off as well because I think sometimes you're just in especially in the edit room when you're just kind of on on your own and it's it's uh, just four walls and uh you know darkness <laughs> it's sometimes uh difficult to sort of know you if guys worked together off. before um not not directly but I, so I knew him back from um um from like a film course that we uh, both worked on so I, I and you know he sort of traveled in similar circles um you know with other kind of filmmaking friends of mine um sort of worked with him but we just hadn't done anything together before so I was also kind of looking forward to that just to um yeah to get the opportunity to work work with him on something so tell me about casting how did you find your uh, your lead actors they all have great chemistry together so oh cool yeah no curious um yeah I think that's the most important thing isn't it is you want people who are charismatic and obviously you know can um carry, carry a line and stuff but um you know you, you want them to work well together as well and particularly because you know this this film is about this group tight-knit group of uh con artists and stuff and uh you know I, I think I really wanted to try and make it feel like there was this existing camaraderie and and stuff and and obviously you know in context of the film it's obviously more more tension but um yeah I, I think you know I really wanted to give everybody a sense that they had actually worked together for a while before and they weren't just sort of all you know freelancers if you like but um yeah casting wise I mean it was sort of a mix really like quite a few of the actors I, I'd worked with before um and then I think the ones I hadn't were, were just sort of recommended to me from other people um or sort of friends of friends and stuff like that again a little bit um you know the same as with uh, with Matt and stuff um with the writing you know it, it sort of know a lot of other people who do the same sort of thing as me so mm. you know it's not usually too too difficult to get a recommendation from someone but um yeah no I was really happy with with how everybody kind of worked out so the location it's like a really it looks like where they would be it's like uh <laughs> it looks like an abandoned building on a like and it's nicely lighting where did you find this location um again it was just sort of friend of a friend like I, I think I'd seen another project um I knew some guys that were, were part of a stunt uh, a stunt kind of group and uh, they, they'd done sort of an action kind of project in there. Um, it was actually in a music video as well um, a while back and, you know, it, I, I've seen it sort of crop up in a few adverts and stuff here and there, but um, yeah, no, it was a really cool, a cool place. It's sort of, it's sort of a bit of a hidden gem because I think you, you'd have to know the right people to know <laughs> where it is. And um, yeah, it's sort of, it's word, word of mouth, I suppose. But yeah, it is. It is sort of in the heart of London, and it, from the street, it's kind of amazing because you could just walk straight by it and not have a clue um, what was inside. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it, it was. Um, I think it's a really special place. And I, to be honest, even before I, I had this specific idea uh, for the script, like I, I knew of the location, and I, I always kind of made a, a mental note that I wanted to film something in there. Um, and then you know, when when I did kind of get the idea for pros and cons you know it just sort of clicked and I thought oh, it's kind of perfect and you know in a way I, I guess it sort of channels the uh say that gangster sort of vibe and you get Reservoir Dogsy I suppose and in, in terms of the setup it definitely though. has a Reservoir Dogs kind of vibe to it even mm. you even shoot the floors like Tarantino does yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. which is not uh, which not you don't see often if you really think about it, you don't see I know you work on a lot of film sets you don't see often you don't see the ground often but Tarantino loves shooting the floor right so right 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 too, yeah yeah no it's cool it's a bit of a uh, health and safety hazard though because it was covered in um, birds mess so because there were pigeons all over the in the rafters so it was a, it was a bit slippery at times but uh, <laughs> you kind of kept the camera still too throughout right like you kind of uh, I know you're going to other locations and it's like nice little segues but 
you're kind of moving the camera up, but it's always in kind of in a close-up, I guess, right? Yeah, and so it's funny actually because I'm I'm a big fan of um, action movies, and you know, you know Tony Scott especially, and uh, you know, uh, and even like, like Scorsese, you know, they're always moving the camera, and and it's always yeah. something that I I like visually when I'm watching films, and and a lot of my other films, I, I feel like I have done more with the camera. But to be honest, yeah, it was sort of it didn't really occur to me until um much further in the project as I actually yeah there's not a lot of camera move and I guess I'm playing it a bit more off the performances and as you say trying to get some interesting close-ups or some sort of slightly unusual angles instead and then let the performances and let the editing do the rest without yeah. being too sort of flashy well you're shooting it like a like a thriller right like you're not like I will get to it in a bit but you work on like visual effects on big films so you worked on the Bond films like Kingsman they're like, especially Kingsman, they're always moving the camera, right? Like yeah, the camera right. doesn't stop, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I guess part of that's a budgetary thing as well. You know, if I if I had a steady camera, a crane or something, you know, I, I, perhaps I would um, try and, you know, make use of that. But I suppose, you know, it's always working with what you have to some extent, but then what is also necessary to tell the story in the most yeah. way. So, yeah, no, I, I'm sort of pleased with how it, it kind of worked out. And I guess because a lot of it is, a bit like a battle of wits between these primarily the two characters of uh, Alice and Joel you know in, in a way you almost want to just kind of observe and of course yeah um, not not sort of try and dictate too much how people should be feeling by constantly spinning the camera yeah. and stuff in its basic sense you're letting the the performances tell the story and you're letting yeah, not yeah. the camera right so like you're yeah. you're serving you're serving the scripts like by by basically directing the way you did I guess right yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that very much hope so. So yeah, it's good, good to hear that. It, uh, that's that's how you felt. <laughs> In terms of like the 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 one actor who's always like who's tied up, like not that people like he just has to sit down all day, but not the easiest <laughs> performance, right? Especially with you because you got like got makeup effects, you got like sweating. It's like he's always like I'm sure your makeup and effects people are like on his face like all day. I guess right. Yeah, there's definitely um, quite a bit of sort of fine tuning needed throughout the shoot. And, you know, it, it was also very, very cold when we were shooting in this location and there was a big hole in the roof. So it didn't uh, didn't help at all. But, um, yeah, I think he was often wearing gloves behind his uh, <laughs> behind the chair, which when you when you couldn't see that particular view. And, um, yeah, it was um, it was, I think, quite uh, quite good of him. You know, it didn't get any complaints or anything from from his side. He was just happy to happy to do it but yeah as you say probably um one of the one of the challenges um he certainly faced was not being able to express himself as much physically as some of the actors uh, the other actors um were able to with you know being able to move around a bit more and and so on but um yeah no i mean i've, I've worked with um with that actor as well ty uh before and you know i think he's brilliant and in fact in my in my last short film um uh burnt it was um he was sort of a, a hostage again so he, he yeah. wasn't tied up but he did have a knife in his ribs and uh you know he, he always seems to um end up being in these sorts of roles well, in my film you, you worked with daniel craig a few times right so he can do course <laughs> about being a tied up actor right <laughs> in every movie he's tied up <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah i uh yeah i'd love i'd love to i'd love to say i worked with daniel craig directly a lot i mean i, I did get to go on set um for one of the bond films for yeah couple of days so I did I get I did get to see him drive off in the acid market you saw him all the time right when while you're working like you saw him on screen all the time I guess right oh and on screen yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's uh yeah that was that was very cool and as you say he definitely goes through the the ringer a bit and the uh 
in the Bond films. So, yes. Yeah, but even yeah, he's always tied up. Even like his other <laughs> drama films, like it's like <laughs> right, it's his thing. Yeah, it was the 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 Swedish remake film that he was tied up the the Fincher film. Oh, the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, 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 he was tied up in that film too, right? That's right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I have to go back and watch all his films again just to just to check. But I, yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Catherine Gleason uh, kind of kind of steals the movie a little bit, and she does. I looked at her. I was looking look out looking out for. Her. I didn't. I don't see much credits for her, so she's relatively new. Yeah, I mean, she um, she's kind of she's one of these people that's sort of obscenely talented. Like, there's almost nothing that she she can't do. Like, she you know, as you say, she's a fantastic uh, actor. You know, but she she also does a lot of music. She's a composer. Um, you know, she she does a little bit of everything. And um, you know, I think yeah, again, I, I met her through a, a friend of mine, and um, you know, I, I I was really happy that um, she agreed to to do the movie because I think she yeah, as you say, did a terrific job. And uh, yeah, just, just had all the sort of qualities I was hoping for the character. But um, I, th I think kind of in terms of um, her other stuff, like she, you know, she's done a lot of uh, theatre and stage work as well. But um, I think at the moment she's focusing a bit more on the uh, the music and, and composing. And again, okay. she, she she won some she won a, a competition for something not too long ago. So you know, I, I'm also sort of thinking, you know, she multi talented, very talented, yes um almost annoyingly so um but no i think she's she's brilliant and uh you know I, I think she was she was a bit reluctant to see the film as well because i think as much as i you know so i think she's she, she's really uh she's really brilliant but like she um she just never wanted to watch any of the scenes or tell her tell her from me that uh, i have no no stake in the game that she should be acting she's got some she's got some game because listen you're 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 you're, you're making shit like her her performance has to work for the film to work right like there's like she's in close-up yeah. like 90 percent of the time exactly yeah 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 no for sure it's uh it's not very forgiving in that sense and i said yeah i think she really kind of um knocked it out of the park so i'll, I'll definitely pass it on i'm sure she'll be very happy to hear that <laughs> and i want to do a shout out to your makeup person because the good so they're doing the makeup with the blood and i it changes like after she punches them and stuff <laughs> but yeah. so there's a good there's good continuity too uh but one false moment, as you know, right? Because you're shooting close-ups, the the camera doesn't lie. One false moment of that makeup, you know, the, the audience is right out of the film, right? So like, mm -hmm. so whatever whatever they did, they did a stand-up job. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I think they did do a, a good job. There, there was sort of a couple of um, artists, and again, they're, they're sort of people I actually met through um, through Facebook through a, a group. Um, oh wow people who sort of specialize in um, makeup and yeah, obviously there's a bit of prosthetics involved, um, but mostly lots of lovely uh, red, red goo and <laughs> kind of decent, decent quality stuff, which I think helped as well. But yeah, their kind of skills, I think really, uh, as you say, it, it kind of did, um, did, did the film justice. And, uh, and, you know, there was actually a, a little section there. I won't tell you where, but um, we did reshoot um, a chunk of that conversation. So the, it was actually a few months apart that, they had to recreate the um, the blood effect on on uh, on Ty's face, um, and yeah, it, as you say, it was sort of even even more um, up to up for scrutiny, just given the fact that it was uh, had to had to match something that was shot quite a while before. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they did a, a fantastic job. Fantastic. And what did you guys think that your you and your team? What did you guys think about the audience feedback video? The North American uh, audience talking about your film. I, I was very 
pleased and relieved at the same time um because I, I think you know i've sort of shown the film to obviously the cast and crew a lot of my friends and family and you know i, I will sort of properly um release it on youtube or, or wherever online in the near future um but to be honest I, i've sort of i can't really tell if people like it or not so um i think and i think there is a lot to take in because it's very dialogue heavy and yeah uh, you know, I almost feel like perhaps you do need to watch it more than once to sort of fully kind of grasp everything that's happening. But um, yeah, for me, just hearing people who are, for all intents and purposes, complete strangers. Yeah, they don't, yeah, there's no sort of, um, there's no sort of reason that they would need to sort of be polite about it if they didn't like it. You know what I mean? It was, um, yeah, it was quite, uh, it was quite emotional for me, actually, if I'm honest. It was, um, yeah, I just felt like I'd actually achieve something and it was it was just really humbling and rewarding to to hear uh everybody you know saying saying such positive things about it um so yeah no it was great yeah it's a it's a really really cool film and so was is this kind of a, almost a proof of concept is there a bigger film here and then within this film um i don't know if there's in this specific one I, I sort of like had an idea for a you know i, I suppose a spin-off in a way because i so much of the film was about their um uh you know all the tension that um is kind of taking place is, is largely to do with the, this unseen mentor character um so part of me and, and in my head my dream casting um for this character would be uh robert glanister um he's a, a british actor who was in the, the tv series hustle which was one of my kind of biggest influences um for making the film and you know i always kind of pictured him as this character even though ne we never saw him and at one point i was even talking with 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 Matt the writer about like you know maybe we should try and work in a scene where we see this character or, or maybe you know perhaps perhaps uh yeah Glenister would agree to <laughs> come and do like a little cameo or something because that that would just be incredible for me but um but yeah we couldn't find a way to kind of work that in um to what we felt was already a pretty tight script and it would it would just be a scene for the sake of a, a scene but kind of you know even even after that was sort of um kind of decided you know it sort of stayed in my mind I guess that I thought you know maybe there is a, a world where you know I could do an, another even if it was just another short film um you know perhaps like a, a prequel to this or something where you get to see mm. Catherine and Ty you know and, and and this olden character all together um showing them the ropes for how to con somebody or whatever yeah. it is but, uh, uh, but yeah and, and I said to be honest to begin with that was why um, you know, I think I struggled. You know, I wanted to make a film about con artists for so long, but I couldn't sort of find uh, a way of doing it in a, at least for a short, uh, uh, a short film. Given how much of it is about, you know, it's a long con. It's there's a lot of, a lot of plot, a lot of twists and turns. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, I kind of think maybe if, if there was um, an, a world where there was another uh, film in this universe, perhaps it would be uh, yeah about the mentor character. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, I think you're, I think you probably, I, that's your, that, I'm assuming that's your goal is to do some features and I'm, I'm sure you will as you continue your career. So I alluded that you work uh, special effects in the industry. So you worked on three, three Bond films. You worked on like you you did, you did, you did the Sex Pistol show, right? You did Pistol, the Sex Pistol <laughs> miniseries. Yeah. Um, Death in Paradise. You're, you've done like all kinds of films. Yeah, like I alluded that you did Kingsman. So what do you do? You work for a company? You work special effects uh, for a company? Yeah, it's, uh, it's visual effects. So um, yeah, I've worked in a few different places, but generally doing the same sort of job. I mean, in that sense, like I, I'm more on the sort of um, planning and uh, client facing side and, you know, perhaps more of the organizing and 
the the managing um, of, of the projects. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a cool uh, role to be in because uh, yes, I do occasionally get the opportunity to go on set and um, you know, say dealing with the clients, like you know, with um, Pistol, for example, you know, Danny Boyle just coming coming by every once in a while, and um, you know, he's like probably the loveliest person I think I've. Uh, I've ever ever met um who is good to hear position he's in yeah no he was just so down to earth and uh you know it's just refreshing as well he you know he just sort of tell, tell, tells you um what he thinks obviously but you know he he kind of trusts that uh, everyone else is doing their job as well and that you know, he's not a vfx specialist and and you know we are but you know it's uh it's just a really nice it was a nice kind of balance and um yeah very very nice very nice person indeed so uh yeah no it, it's a nice um so it's, yeah you get a bit of both and although it's I feel it's sort of less creative than you know say that partly why I like doing yeah. film stuff on the side so you say really you're like you work with a team of people visual effects so who would you who would be your boss um so I mean at, at the moment I'm I'm sort of usually one of the the main people who are kind of in charge of a show no, but group. you're within your but i'm saying who's the boss yeah. like of your like you're the boss of the visual effects department for example but who's you who do you like who do you collaborate with um i mean we've got obviously heads of the company who who we sort of report to but like um i mean we just sort of obviously client-wise just work with whoever sort of wants to uh to work with us and that could be any studio any any filmmaker, any like give me an example. Like you're going, you go to, uh, you're going on, like, so you're going on the Sex Pistol, you're going on Pistol, you're a visual effects producer. They want you to do some work. Like, how does it work? What is, like, what is the, what is the detail? Um, I mean, with that particular project, I, I think that came around largely because of the, the connection. Like, uh, Danny Boyle has a really good relationship with, <laughs> uh, with our company, um, okay. Um, but you know, so I, I think that was just sort of a, it's almost like a no-brainer in that regards that you know I think it's just a good so long a long-standing relationship and I think he always tries to send work uh, our way but um yeah I mean obviously you sort of discuss the, the the scope of the work creatively um you know even you know you come on a project at different points depending on various things but it, you know it could be at the script stage it could be as it's filming it could be after it's filmed and uh either way you know we would make an assessment of what what the visual effects kind of work is uh, involved and, you know, work, work with the director or whatever to, you know, suggest ways of, of how we would achieve it. And, uh, and then in terms of, you know, sort of the money side of it, I guess it's costing it up and negotiating. Gotcha. So they would send you like either the script or they would send you a scene or they would send you the actual like footage and saying, and they would say, okay, we want, we need this added to the scene or change or whatever like that. And you would like, you would kind of break it down like as a producer and say, okay, budget wise, this is, this is how much time and energy would cost. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's, it's usually always a bit of back and forth because, you know, particularly if it's a, a, a lower sort of, or a smaller size project, you sure. know, they might have as much money to play within their budget. Um, whereas something like pistol, which was ultimately sort of Disney, um, you know, that I, I think I heard they got some money. Yeah. yeah, I think they've got a few pennies in the pocket. In the Bond films, I heard they got some money too. I heard they have yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the money hose, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it depends. So that's really cool. So you've been doing that for the last like ten years, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's about ten years actually. Exactly. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of scary where the time flies. It happens. Yeah, it and does. So what people have to understand is that it's tough to make a film like you're making because you're working on a project or on a show 
and sometimes probably two or three at the same time, it's mm -hmm. tough to, to take your energy after you finish your day and focus on your own projects, right? So, because you're working on yeah. someone else's project and then all of a sudden you got to do the same job, but it's your project, I guess, yes. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and I think, you know, for, in the case of, you know, pros and cons, that's, that's exactly why it took as long as it did to make, because yeah, it is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty demanding job, uh, you know, and, you know, VFX side of the industry, I think it's particularly, um, demanding. So yeah, exactly. You just don't, I was finding I was just so exhausted from, from all that, you know, you, I think the last thing you want to do sometimes when the evening is go, all right, I'm going to sit in front of the computer for another five hours and do some editing or something. So, um, yeah, no, it, it was definitely, I think that was the biggest challenge for me, um, <clears throat> in terms of getting it made. But, um, so because, you know, ultimately it's sort of a bit of a passion project for me as well. And yeah. I always wanted to do a film about con artists, I think, you know, you, you eventually just sort of make the time or... Well, you or, succeeded. Or, or, yeah, no, yeah. Thank you. Well, congratulations on this film. It's fantastic. We're honoured to show it at our festival. We'll show it again at our virtual festival. Unbelievable uh, job performances all around, so it's from special effects to your makeup. Nicely put together film, your cinematographer, just like a nicely tight, tight, short film. So hopefully it's doing well on the festival circuit for yourself. And let's talk again when you make your next film. Great. Sounds good. Thank you very much for, for chatting with me. Yeah, thank you. One, two, three, four, five.